0: It would be impossible for you to feel and to understand the significant and the joy. Joy is a fulfillment of expectation. That's what makes childbirth so creative. You've been expecting it for nine months at least. Joy. I feel a sense of that joy. I, I know how the, those shepherds must have felt that night when the angel of the Lord bursted through the sky. And said, Behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be to all people. No room for racism, bigotry for all people. All people. For unto you is born this night, this day, in the city of David, a, a Savior. That's the fulfillment of the earth's longest longing after Adam's sin in the Garden of Eden. That was the fulfillment of long before the Bible, Job's cry in his miserable sin. I know that my redeemer liveth and he will stand in latter days upon this earth, even though worms might destroy my body, yet in my flesh will I see the Lord, whom I will see for myself, not other. When Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, the seed of the woman would one day bruise the serpent's head. This is the longest longing in the history of the world. It ought to be the joyous joy that man could have, because the solution to man's sin and misery is here. Behold, I bring you. I feel a little of that joy. I feel a little of that joy being in this historical church, in this historical city, being in this historical community based upon the slavery and the difference and the sin and the misery of that has brought both to our nation, to both whites and blacks, because uh, millions were killed uh, fighting Hitler against racism. Many was killed here in the war of the states, and we are here. Sort of fulfilling that longing that the Savior would come. And I'm here fulfilling a little of that dream in my life after I came to Jesus Christ, after I had fled to California, after my brother was murdered. Out there, I found Jesus Christ and returned back to my home state. And this fulfilled the night in 1970, February the 7th, when 23 of us was tortured to death, almost to death. On that floor, in my own blood, uh, I saw the sinfulness of sin. I saw those policemen, those white folk policemen, look like little animals. I saw they look like the end of sin and racism and bigotry at night. I also saw myself, and I saw that I was just as sinful as them because if I would have had a, a, an atomic hand grenade, I would have opened it up and my reaction would have been worse than their action. I saw that we was all like sheep had gone astray. We had turned each one a wrong away. I-, I didn't see no way out of that unless when we could come to forgive each other. I can't find and I've studied and I've tried to find another way to get right with God. I've, I've found other, tried other ways to get right right with my, my guilt, there's only one way, one way, and that's the forgiveness of sin. Hallelujah. That night I sat in that jail, and I, I know I was bargaining with God. I know that. I said, God, if you'll let me out of this jail tonight, a lie. I want to preach a gospel that is stronger than my black interests. I, I see a people over here just as broke as I am. Just as broke as I am. I, I, I could see a holocaust. I could see Israel and the Arabs. I can see that. I see and Unless I can forgive, there is no other way. And unless we can forgive each other, there is no other way. That's what Peter said at Pentecost when the church was born. This is going to be its mission. Neither is there a deliverance from our sin in any other way. There is none other name given among humanity that we might be saved. That Jesus brought down from heaven grace and truth. There is no other way. I wish I had another way. I I wish drinking coffee black and white. I wish washing black feet feet and white folks' feet with each other. I wish that could do it. But that's not adequate. We can meet together and drink all the coffee. We can get together, wash each other's feet. We can cry together. The Bible says, Neither is there salvation. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He brought down grace and truth from heaven. We're doing a lot of things. Our reconciliation is wrongheaded. Our our reconciliation is wrongheaded. It's a reconciliation to one who has the power to forgive us. Aim of son, he have shown the old human people what is good, and what the Lord requires of us to do justice, and to learn mercy, and to walk humbly before our God. Solomon said it at the dedication of the temple, important event. This temple is not adequate. God is bigger than this temple. But if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, uh, racism is about as wicked as you can get because it makes God a liar. It makes Abraham a liar. Abraham found the one God. The one God. One mediator between God and man, and that is Christ Jesus. We have created another race for our convenience to exploit. Our reconciliation is wrong-headed. It makes the wrong assumption. The devil lied to us and created another race, and we believe it. And we believe that things will be okay if that race is reconciled to each other, absent of God. God is the only one that can reconcile us. He's the only one that can forgive us from sin. Our secular reconciliation makes the assumption that there's two gods. There's almost two. There's almost two. There's one that we have made, believed, who is, you might say, the the devil, a liar from the beginning. And he has created another race for us to be better than that race. So we can use that race to be exploit, to color-code, and to dehumanize them. So we can exploit them and kill them without feeling any sense of guilt. It's another race we have been believed a lie. There is one God, and there is one mediator between God and humanity. What Abraham found, he found the God on high. He got a glimpse of him in a there we call Melchizedek. He was symbolic of the God he was looking for. But he found what did Abraham, our father, did find? He found that there was one God and one way between God and humanity, and that man is Christ Jesus. Reconciliation is not a part of the gospel. It is the fulfillment of the gospel. In this country, we discovered reconciliation about 25 years ago with Promise Keeper. That was a fantastic movie. Just, just to discover it, just to rediscover it, fill up auditorium around this country. It didn't quite make it. Because it's so di- our assumption was wrong. Our assumption was that black folks would get together somewhere and wash each other's feet and cry and hug each other's neck that that was adequate. That's man-made. There's a God that forgives sin. There's a God that forgives sin. That's why this text that we're dealing with here is the text for reconciliation. Uh, this reconciliation here don't assume that there's two uh, people. It uh, it, it's, it it is assumed that there are a condition in the church that is so severe and they are tolerating it. A man living with his stepmother. This is the internal affairs. And it's going to take God to sell that one, too. That's what this is about. This is is not reconciliation here, even to the sinner. This is reconciliation for the church to function as it ought to function. And Paul here sums it up from verse 11 in chapter 5 to verse 3. In chapter 6 is the all-inclusive summary of reconciliation. All we would have to do down is just read that text. We discover that there is not a black race. There is not a white race per se. We all have the same problem. That is not our problem. Our problem is sin. Sin. That's why Paul is going to say here, receive not the grace of God in vain. The reason Paul is going to say that is, what God brought down from heaven in the incarnation, what brought, brought down from heaven, your announcement to the shepherds was Jesus Emmanuel coming to live among us to become a human being and show us the way to God, to show us how to live. He brought down grace and truth. Grace is the all inclusiveness of redemption. Everything that it takes. To redeem man from his sin is grace. Grace is all of the gifts and all of the skills and all the redemptiveness that is in Christ Jesus. Paul tries to show us that in Romans, the first chapter, he's trying to show us the sinfulness of sin. He also tried to show us that the gospel message, this redemption, uh, was, was adequate. Boy, sin. I'm not ashamed. We call that the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Salvation is a complete redemption. It's soul, body, and spirit. It, it represents what happened to the children of Israel in Egypt. It wasn't a, 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 a black redemption. It, it, it wasn't just a soul redemption. He, he redeemed them body and soul. Boy, I used to hear my wonderful white friend, they would say to me, uh, John, you know, back in those racial days in Mississippi, they, they would say, God love your soul, and I love it. So I said, but the problem is, God, I got a black body. You done separated us. You done separated my soul from my body. I can't go where you go. I can't eat where you eat. That's evil. That's evil. That's evil. That's why we can't get our hands on it. That's why it's so elusive. This is the way it's got to be. Amen. It's got to be intentional. It's got to be intentional, anything else. Homogeneous, a black church, white church, Chinese church, misses the mark. It's not redemptive enough. Grace is redemptive. After Paul finished showing us, he showed us in Romans chapter 1, he showed us what the gospel could do. Then he showed us how deep the fall was. That's the problem. We can't get a hold of the deep. In our country, privilege can't get a hold of that. Because it's difficult to condemn something that has been so good to you. So it takes a crisis incident to get down to the pain enough. That night in that jail, I know I was barking with God. But I think I caught him listening. I think I got him caught him listening. And I said it that night. In the jail. I'm gonna spend the rest of my life doing this. I've been for the rest of my life looking for this. I didn't know it was gonna be in a black museum. A religious museum. What, what what we was going to be intentional. Intentional about being redemptive. That's where God is at. Anything else is receiving the grace of God in vain. That's the conclusion of the matter. After he explains to us the redemptive pattern, after he's already said... Uh, Showed us how sinful we was in Romans. He concludes that in chapter 3 when he said, for all have sinned, all have sinned, all have sinned and come, glory, and come short of the glory of God. Then he said the most comprehensive biblical text in the Bible. Being justified by it freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Grace is the redemptiveness. And if you miss grace, you're doomed. In that Roman chapter, he's gonna say there, he's gonna, he gonna say uh, uh, there that where where sin abounds. Grace does much more about it. Grace grace was so powerful in Paul's thought in his ability to redeem us that it was the complete message that he keeps saying it. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that faith is not of yourself. It's a gift of God. It's not of our own effort, anything, washing white folks' feet and white folks washing black folks' feet. We're trying together. We're drinking Starbucks coffee. I like Starbucks. I don't buy it, but I'm with them. I see them as Robin Hood. I like them. Taking the Keep getting the coffee prices up and giving the money and having the people to join the coffee. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that in, in the world. That ain't adequate for the problem. There is no salvation in any other. Because Jesus Christ brought grace and truth down from heaven. We are acting upon a lie, but he brought the solution. And he says, if you don't use the solution, you're receiving the grace of God in vain. And that's the end of the text. You can do everything else. But if you're not saved by God's grace, you have received the grace of God in vain. What makes it so vain is that that's all that God can offer. That's what Jesus said to Nicodemus. That's all that God can offer. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, because the world was condemned already. And then Paul helps us a little. He says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all of those who hold down the truth to make another race that holds down the truth so they can do unrighteousness. That sounds like sort of a declaration of independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all human beings are created equal and endowed by our Creator with certain rights, and we develop an apartheid country. What happened to the truth? We are still searching for him. Hallelujah. We have found him who our souls so long had tread. Jesus alone satisfied our longing. And through his blood, we now can be made whole. There is a solution to our problem. Yes, we are wrong headed you got to be reconciled to God first. got to become a part of God's redemption. That is the good news. The good news that God just what ought to be adequate for our pride, it ought to be adequate for everything, that God redeemed you. Look inside of yourself. He forgave you of your sin. And then he loves us enough that he asked us to help him but to join with him in his redemption. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, and he has given unto you and me. That's adequate. The God of heaven, the God who said, let there be light, that God has shined that light into our hearts to give to you and me in this room the ministry of reconciliation. And if we don't become reconciled, we have received God's grace in vain. Because when we was in need, he heard us. And he says to you and me this morning, now is the day. You can't procrastinate on it. You can't procrastinate on it. Now is the day. When you hear God's voice, harden not your heart. We know what happened to those who came out of Egypt, who hardened their heart. They didn't see salvation was in none other but this incarnated God in Jesus Christ. I think, and what we got to do, what we got to do here in this world in which we are living as I close, we got to develop... language of love after hearing this message the language you got now is wow we have dealt with this so long not understanding that there is not a race we done practice it so wrong so long and so i you can't speak to my race correctness i can't speak to you we done made ourselves little god And that we have wrapped ourselves around ourselves and made out a little sexy issue even, bigger than another issue. And if I can't affirm that in the beginning, then we can't have conversation. So I got to tell you, you are loved by this God. He can't do no more. He done did all that he can do he have given himself and he have extended his invitation to you and me so i beg with you i honor you i want to join with you folks here in Durham. i want to join with you you are more courageous than you think. You are more courageous than you think. To be intentional, to express your resources for that purpose. Uh, uh, right now, first. Right now, first. Uh, right, right, right now. Make that the most important part of your budget. I think you are experimenting. I, I think we need to follow Jesus and let him guide us. But, but, but the very fact that we, I'm beginning, I'm finished. I'm beginning now, I'm 85, and I'm trying to get focused. And look, I'm trying to get focused. I'm trying to get focused at the end of my life. I've done a lot of stuff. I'm sort of feel good about a lot of it. Don't feel good about all of it, but I feel good about it. I've made enough mistakes and all that, but I'm feeling a little bit good about it. It seemed like today when I start even thinking about something, that God is almost going ahead of me. For me to be here this morning... I wouldn't mind dying here. I wouldn't mind savaging this moment that what's happening around the United States on all historical beautiful facility, that for whatever circumstances, and I'm not making no condemnation because I'm so happy to be here, they moved out. And I could be here this morning with you. I dream, I I, I wouldn't care if I'm afraid I would mess up this picture here, and and what God is doing, and what he could do. His grace is upon this city. I know this city. I know the economics of America. This city is almost recession-proof in the midst of it. Maybe God is showing us here it ain't money. It ain't money that God is pressing on without money oh, with money, but he's adequate. Y'all might be seeking the kingdom of God first. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Test it. I believe God is with you. I believe God looks at the intention. I think God looks at the motivation. I think justice is following the motivation of God. It is what he wants to see us live in peace. He wants to see us live out the Jubilee. He wants to see us working together across these so-called racial and culture barriers and being redemptive. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this congregation. Lord, I thank you for this intentionality, for this desire to be here. Lord, I pray your blessing upon it, that you would multiply, it, that they would have the courage to attempt to be your people in this wealthy, affluent, city to show the redemptiveness that is in his body Christ Jesus in Jesus name we pray Amen Yeah,